Welcome to the Beyond Success Podcast, a collection of conversations with the best business minds, captains of industry, and entrepreneurs in the world. Learn what their journey has taught them, how they applied the lessons they learned, and ultimately created six, seven, and even eight-figure businesses. We can't create successful businesses by ourselves, so sit back and let the Beyond Success Podcast be your mentor. Now, here's your host, author, entrepreneur, public speaker, and master money manifester, Daniel Mangana. Hello and welcome to another episode. I'm not going to sing. Do you know what I mean? Can I tell you a quick story? This happened yesterday. Yes. <laughs> um, guys, I know you're listening and you're waiting for the thing, but just stay. Me and Liz are busy. So just, just hang on. We're going to get to you in a second. So I, I was, I can't remember what I was on some kind of Zoom and I didn't know that the other person was here or that my mic was on and I was humming away to my heart's content. But I thought the humming was happening in my head and it wasn't, it was out. So quick lesson. If you're humming, make sure it's in your head or that your mic is off. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Liz. <laughs> We're going to talk about some magical things. Um, if you're not already a subscriber to the podcast, uh, do it now in advance of the magic. Uh, if you haven't ever shared one of my episodes, do it now um, post magic in the throes of more magic. Either way, Liz, I'm waffling. Who are you? What do you do? Let the people know, please. <laughs> Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yes, I am Liz Colts and I'm the owner of The Anxious Adult. And the goal of The Anxious Adult is to help smart but overwhelmed adults manage the anxieties of business and life. So mm -hmm. what that really means on the business side is that I help businesses with all the stuff that they hate, that they, the reasons they didn't get into business in the first place. I love the project management, the setting processes and procedures, making all the background stuff work. And I know most business owners, especially if they're in the creative field, hate that stuff, but I love it. Mm -hmm. So I help you manage your overwhelm in that way. On the life side, which is where, like, so that is, I help people um, identify like all the stuff that's overwhelming them and really get clear on what's important to them and focus on what they need to focus on for their goals, not their mother's goals, not society's mm -hmm. goals, all that type of stuff. Um, because I, I worked in corporate, actually government for you know 15 years. And I had all these, I was going on this path of, you know, I need that corner office. I need to have the high profile career. And then when mm -hmm. I finally got there, I was so unhappy. I was so miserable. And I, my anxiety was, you know, constantly keeping me down and I was having nervous breakdowns, things like that. And mm -hmm. anytime I would think like, why don't I just give all this up? Why don't I stop striving to achieve my goals? you know, it would just make, you know, dealing with my anxiety easier. I said no, because I knew that in my heart, I still wanted to achieve things. And I mm -hmm. still wanted to have, you know, be a leader and a mentor and, you know, have success and have my own, like have my own things. And, um, I, so I, I wasn't okay with giving that up. So mm. I truly believe that you just have to start to get really clear on what is it that you want and mm -hmm. what, and how it, what success means to you is a, is a huge piece of it. And if you're living someone else's success, you're not going to be happy when you get there. Mm. So, which is why I chose to start down this path of having my own business and, you know, helping people reach that. Cause I, you know, I, I openly share uh, stories of my struggles with, you know, mental health, um, 
all the time, especially around postpartum depression and things, because I think that people don't talk about it enough mm. and people are suffering in secret. So they don't always know that other people out there like them. And, you know, I've found that people appreciate knowing they're not alone and also knowing that people that are having success, whether it's in their business or their personal life, do have these struggles too. Mm. And I think that's a big piece of it is that you, you think that, you know, people out there don't, you know, that they're, if they're thriving, that everything is great for them. But behind the scenes, there is everybody is struggling, too. And, you know, you need to balance it all and manage it all. Mm. Do you know what's crazy is that one of the gifts and this is going to sound really counterintuitive, but one of the gifts of what's happened with global lockdowns and pandemic is that mental health challenges are coming to the surface because you can't hide it anymore because right. people are committing suicide at an alarming rate. People are not having the distractions of work and outside activities to pretend that there's not something going on mm -hmm. and the demons are coming out. But that means that more people are actually having the opportunity to see that these things are going on. People are saying, oh gosh, my child is actually having challenges because I'm actually having to deal with my child or my partner or like my loved one, because I'm actually locked in a house with them. And I have to see that that's what's going on. So again, counterintuitive and not belittling the dark side of everything that's happened, but there is that, that has been a gift. I find that it's entering more into conversations and it's, it's only by having conversations about these things. I think we can actually face them and do something with them. Right. I agree. Like I am a big, I like to try to find a silver lining in anything. And yes, it doesn't downplay the horrible tragedies of all the things that have been going on. But mm -hmm. to, I always try to find that silver lining to, I guess that's the, to help get through. And mm -hmm. I think that you are absolutely right that there has been this huge increase in mental health awareness. Like I've been, so like my kids are nine and 11 right now and I had postpartum depression, you know, so a couple number of years ago, ago. Mm -hmm. and it was not, talked about, I kept it a secret and mm. it was, you know, and it wasn't until I happened to stumble upon like other moms, like on Twitter talking about their experiences that I didn't, I realized I wasn't alone. Mm. And I think that just even in that, you know, short span of like, you know, nine to 10 years, the conversation around maternal mental health has started to, um, you know, try to end the stigma things around that. And I, but so, so yes, it will be good in elevating this conversation around mental health and mm. seeking the sources, resources that you need and that, you know, you are not alone out there and everybody mm -hmm. is suffering. So yes, even though the, you know, this pandemic has been awful in so, so many ways and everything that has mm -hmm. happened over the last two years or forever, I guess, really, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that there have been some, you know, you can, there are some things that are going to be an improvement because of it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's only by us having conversation about things, looking at them and actually facing them for what they are. You know, much of the point of the work that you're doing with people, I can pretend that I don't need to create processes in my business. But the fact is, if I don't have processes in my business, at some point, it's going to come to a halt and land on its face. <laughs> so I can either pretend that just because I don't like to do something, it doesn't need to be done, or I can get the right support. Uh, same in my life too. Like I can pretend like, oh, I'm happy, have positive Bye. mental attitude. <laughs> I, I looked at my vision board this morning. It's going to be okay. Or you could do something about it. You know, right. there's, there's that, mm -hmm. <laughs> that possibility. How do you educate people on the fact that just because they don't need to do something that it doesn't need to be done? Do well, so you educate it, people on it? <laughs> so, so, I, like I am all, like I love to just talk about it. That is how, and part of I'm, I'm going to be all over the place with this for a moment. But like so, I had I've had all these things, you know, 
starting and coming at my business because I started it last year. So mm-hmm. it's been, and I'm getting to the point where I was saying yes to everything and mm-hmm. I made a decision. I think it was like shortly, you know, after I like booked this call, this, this podcast interview, I'm like, I need to stop taking on new things right now so that mm-hmm. I can get really clear on what, you know, is this supporting what I want? Is this building to the vision of what I want my life to be? And I want my business to be, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, um, uh, I forgot my train of thought there. Sorry. <laughs> you asked about how to educate people on the things that mm-hmm. they need. And I think it's hard because I think mm-hmm. you have to point out um, what you like, like identifying with the pain or identifying the, the pain or just, you know, pain points that they're having, especially on the business side, like, you know, mm-hmm. like giving them as having them a sec for a second be like, do you like, you know, having to react to all these like you know, invoices coming in and not knowing what to do with them? Or would you rather them just be taken care of? You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, would you rather have, you know, if, if we took, if you either outsourced the support or like we sat down for an hour and a half and worked out the whole process and then put it into place, you know, wouldn't that be much less stressful, much less overwhelming to you as you're running your business that you know you have these things in place? And the mm. same in your personal life. Like, wouldn't it be better if you, instead of like, knowing that you have all these things that are overwhelming you and that you can't even really focus on any of them, that you get really clear on what is actually the real, you know, important one to you right now and focus on that alone and like almost give yourself permission to kind of let some of the other things go, especially if they're trivial, if they're not hurting you like physically or mentally or financially, like, you know, cause I know I'll have a million things rolling around in my head. And, you know, if I get them all out on paper, and write them down and be like, okay, you know, the fact that like I'm not reading as many books right now as I would like to is not the top priority, mm-hmm. but it's if I, and if it's all one of those 90 things rolling around in my head that I'm worrying about getting it out on paper and then giving myself permission to be like, let's table it till like next week, you know, next month mm-hmm. or whatever, and mm-hmm. focus on the things that are truly mm-hmm. important to me right now. So it's a lot of just mm-hmm. telling people about it and having them stop and think, which we don't mm-hmm. always have time. We think we don't have time to do. <laughs> we don't make time for, right? Correct. <laughs> I mean, one of the things that I I love to speak to is, you know, bringing conscious awareness to things. And so often, like you said, just putting it down on paper brings a conscious awareness to it and allows me to create some kind of system to deal with it or Mm -hmm. look at what I don't know how to do, what I'm going to need some help with or what's not important. Mm-hmm. So often, you know, something we can be obsessing over, it, obsessing over it, and just putting pens and paper on it or bringing, shedding a light on it. It's like, oh, really? I was scared and concerned and stressed about that. Oh, all right. But so long as it's hiding in the shadows, just doing its own thing without any oversight, it's got the potential to just crazily go off and wobble everywhere. No? Exactly. Because our minds are, they're the one, you know, on the mind, like I know, especially like an anxious mind, like it's telling you all these things and it's playing them on loop and you're not going to be, you know, it's like once you can put it down on paper, you take the power away. I guess you take mm-hmm. a power away of the anxiety or at least the stress and your mind just mulling over it because mm-hmm. you can call it out for what it is and be like, oh, okay. Like, yes, in reality, I've been avoiding and procrastinating doing this thing. But if, since I've broke it down, oh, it's really just, I need to call this person. I need to find out this information and then mm-hmm. that, you know, or even just with um, taking the time and stop it, the awareness of it, like what's the worst that could happen? Or like, what am I actually scared of with this happening? Mm-hmm. Is it because I feel like I don't know what step to take? You know, mm-hmm. cause sometimes it is just that you don't know what next step to take. So mm-hmm. you're kind of just putting it off and like, you know, and worrying about it and, you know, taking the time, the, that awareness to it, it will make all the difference in helping you make progress. Amazing. And so often, again, 
these stories that we're telling ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god everything's going to hell i don't know what to do ah. oh actually it's not that but it does require just having those 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 conversations i want to loop back to a little bit of your journey because sure we've got government job and i'm gonna get it done too okay i'm here now i'm gonna go be an entrepreneur like i don't know many people that i know that go for the government job thing they want the stability they want the the defined benefits pension and mm-hmm job security and so on and so forth that doesn't normally i don't normally see the leap made to i'm gonna jump to the wind to be an entrepreneur like where's the inciting incident how does that even happen so i guess like and i've been thinking about it a lot lately because i've been having this conversation over and over in various formats um with other projects i'm working on and i like I, i tie it back to i remember in a seventh grade like home economics assignment that we had to do a career thing where we were like what career would you want to do blah 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 and i and then you had to like analyze it like how you would do it and all that and I wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And, but in that same assignment, I convinced myself that it's too hard, that mm-hmm. it's not stable and mm. no. So like, I think that like, I don't know if that's the start of it, but then I know going through high school, I was like, I really, I liked government. I like, you know, that type, I like the, um, you know, the political side of things or like the social justice, all that aspect. And I was going to be a social worker. And then I was like, I don't know that I can handle dealing with everybody else's problems all the time. I was always scared to be like a nurse or a doctor. Um, so I went into and I got a government job and that's where I started doing project management and all these processes and all these things. And I was like, this is safe. I went into it knowing like, this is safe. I can get a pension. I will have, you know, a career ladder. I will have all of this. And as I was progressing and going through and being very successful in it, I started to like hate it. Like I started and like, that was one of the hardest things to reconcile was like, I got to this level. I'm like, I'm a director. I'm managing these huge projects. I am responsible for so much money and all this stuff. And I hate it. And then I, and I, my mental health really started suffering. And I had, I kept having all these like breakdowns. And another aspect of it was like, I always wanted to do that. So I always wanted to do the writing thing. I always wanted to do this creative side that was my own. Um, but I would see people who like, oh, they were counting down the years to retirement. I've got five more years to retirement or you know, just to get to retirement. And they'd be miserable that entire time. And then, yes, people would retire. And some people, they you'd see them after retirement, and they're flourishing or whatever. But like so many people, it would say anecdotal, would end up dying a few years after retirement. And like it's anecdotal. So, but it's like, so to me, like the, oh, I can just do all this creative stuff or I can do what I really want to do after I retire. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to put it off. I want it, you know, mm. and um, it just so happened when during the pandemic, so last year, my husband and I had decided to move from New York state to North Carolina. We had, you know, it was a whole thing with our house taking forever to sell. And we're like, let's take this time and figure out what we really want. So I was mm-hmm. like, why not start my own business too? And then mix it yeah. <laughs> Because so I was leaving my, you know, we were working, things. right. We were working remotely, you know, at my government job and they were like, you, you can work remotely forever, but I'm like, I don't, I don't know that I want to do that, that I, you know, I don't, you know, so I, and I'd had the domain, the anxious adult for probably like five years oh, and I just kept wow. renewing it every year. And I just, I didn't know what I was going to do with it, but I knew like, I just had that. I want to do something and it's not mm-hmm. perfect right now. And it hasn't mm-hmm. been, it's been a lot of, let's try this. Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh, I really like this. And it's been a lot of just learning, which 
I think is a scary part of being an entrepreneur. <laughs> um, but it's also, I feel like you have to go through some of those growing pains of like really figuring it out. Like I, you can't see it, but there's this, I have this picture back here and it says she designed the life she loved. And like, that's kind of what I'm trying to get to. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, is this the life that I love, the life that I want? Do I want to have mm-hmm. the availability for my kids? I had always said that like when my oldest daughter started middle school, I wanted to not be worried about commuting 30 to 40 minutes to the city every day for a job. And, you know, she started middle school in September. And so, you know, even though I don't have this figured out completely, I've at least mm-hmm. done that. I know that when she, get, if she gets off the bus from school and she's had a miserable middle school day, that I'll be here and that she mm-hmm. can just at least just like sit on the floor next to me or whatever she wants to do for that comfort. And, mm. you know, so it's not linear. I'm not there yet to like what I hope it'll all be, but I'm just chugging along and figuring it out mm. as I go. I think that we never have it all figured out. <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm, I'm the opposite. I've only ever had two jobs. I had, I worked in a cinema, like a movies when I was, like 16 or something like that yeah. for a couple of summers. Uh, and I worked in a call center when I was 27, when I was rebuilding my life again. Yeah. I worked in a call center for about six months, seven months. Oh, other I than that, call center. <laughs> I've never had a job other than that. I've okay. always worked for myself. I've been an entrepreneur for like all of my life. So, you know, that whole thing of it being figured out. And even like now when, my business is is really growing and scaling and we've got lots of teams and stuff and we haven't got it figured out, but there's a stability there that I don't know what to do with. I was saying this to my wife yesterday. I was like, Oh, well, the team have everything pretty much handled. So I have like, I've got all this space and the space is being used productively. I've got writing to do and so on and so forth, but it's really weird for me to have, it's just <laughs> this quiet stability uh, in terms of a more predictability with income because of the way that we've automated and structured everything. But I'm used to kind of like, all right, what are we doing? You know, what are yeah. we doing here? What are we doing there? Let's have to do that. It's really, it's really weird. So it's always interesting to hear people on the other side of it. But entrepreneurship as a journey is very different, I feel, to business ownership in mm. terms of you can bring entrepreneurial skills to business ownership. Uh, and you can be an entrepreneur and a business owner, but the the entrepreneur journey, especially those early days, never get it figured out. It's just always a new adventure. <laughs> like I keep just telling myself, just you want this. You know what I mean? Like like I do. I know in my and I and I know like I'm big on to just intuition of things that it's right. This is what I want. So even mm-hmm. when it's so when it's really really hard, like like particularly today, it's a crazy day today. <laughs> And I'm like, but I want this. But then I, I, <laughs> I need to, you know, be like, okay, what am I not liking about today? What do I have? All you know, I need to, I need to give that myself that space of like, okay, I've got 90 mm-hmm. different things, or I'm not liking this new client I've got going on. You know, you need to give yourself space to figure that out and just not throw in the towel. <laughs> like mm-hmm. right now, like it's hard right now. I quit. I can't do it. I'll just, yeah. you know, find not a government job again. Or I'll find any not job. I know I don't yeah. want that. I know I mm-hmm. don't want to go back to that. So I'm just, you know, holding on. It'll mm-hmm. be, it'll be, it'll, I'll get to that stability point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have, cause I, and I've also noticed that anytime I'm doing anything that is really truly for my business and things I really like, I'm having a blast. I'm having so much fun right now. You know, doing <laughs> this. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I'm doing things that I really love, I love it. So I need to keep leaning into those things that I know light me mm. up and that I just enjoy doing and follow mm. those. And it, and it feels like 
the business that you're operating now is creating space for more people to step with more ease and grace into that stability because the parts of the business that require that are required in order to create that stability, you come in and kind of handle, whether it's creating the processes for other people to execute or whether you're supporting them with that execution. Does that sound about right? That sounds exactly right. Because it's like the mm-hmm. I always, like administration, like not, you know, not necessarily administrative work, but administration, like how your business runs or how any organization runs is really the backbone. And mm-hmm. when those things fall apart, so like, you know, you have, you have employees that need to get paid and employees that have like an HR function, you have you know, whether it's contractors or service providers, they need to get paid. You know, you have to have processes. You're like, how do you get more money into your business? You have a marketing plan, you know, is it just willy nilly or is it like, mm-hmm. you know, you have an actual plan that you're executing. And if you have all these things, and I think that's probably what you're finding in your business now is that because you've got that lull, you said you're not used to it, that you've got it to that place where you've got those systems mm-hmm. and, and, and they work. Cause I don't, and I think that so many people and where burnout comes from is that they're just constantly reacting to fire instead mm-hmm. of, you know, just having the systems in place and the processes and no, you know, because if you, even if it's something that doesn't happen all the time, if you at least, the you know, one time, okay, let's document it now. What do we do when this situation occurs? Then when mm-hmm. that situation occurs in two months, you know what to do. You're not like, oh God, what do I do? And trying to figure it out and running around with your hair on fire. Like it's, mm-hmm. it gives you that ease and that stability, which you know, leads to less overwhelm, which then leads to letting you be the part of your business that you want to be. And then, then you can grow it or then you can, you know, you know, explore new opportunities. And it is the Mm -hmm. same is true on the personal side as well, that if you can get Mm -hmm. these things in place, that you've get things that you can get stabilized, that, you Mm -hmm. know, you're not reacting, especially like, I know personally, like if if it's finances or like, you know, like instead of just, oh God, there's a bill that's due, you know, if you have, (laughs) then you know, you can pay, like it's all, it's the same principles apply on both sides. Mm, Beautiful. So just looking at, looking at that then, um, and this adventure that we sometimes find ourselves going on that we call life or that we call business, where do you find people giving you pushback on the journey to receiving the support? Because I know that receiving is something that people often have challenges with, but receiving support that is as imperative with this as this, that, you know, do you have um, common thread narratives that you hear from people or, are there any common objections that you hear from people? No, I don't really need that. Oh, you know, I'm okay. Or are there any of those stories that you hear coming out? I feel like the where, so where I've been, I've been, people are like clearly asking for help is when I've been coming in. Like, I guess this, could, <laughs> this could be a flaw in my marketing and that, I, you know what I mean? <laughs> or my lack of marketing. Well, if people are just coming to you and saying, hey, uh, right. I, I need, and that's where do. I've been. That sounds like, like you've got it dialed in. <laughs> well, because I think that you have to come to, you have to, you have to realize that you need help or want help. And, but, you know, so it's like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a mix. Like I think I said before, of just educating people of at least like, um, you know, Hey, it can be this way. Like you, it can be better than what it is. Um, but I think if people mm-hmm. aren't realizing that they are the bottleneck, like I think that's you, know, especially with like a business owner or like if you don't realize you're the bottleneck, you're not going to realize that that's a problem. You know, like you, it, it, it comes to a level mm-hmm. of self awareness too, and what they need. And if there, it's like if um, so, you know, a lot of if any of the the pushback is in the like. Eh, I don't have time for that, but you know, could you outsource it to help? You know, outsource it to somebody, you know, somebody to help you do these things, <laughs> or like, or it's really fine. Like, okay, then then fine. If it's if it because if you don't, I don't. It's like 
if somebody doesn't want help, it's mm-hmm. going to be hard to work with them. So don't force it either. Like if you have to want help, it's, it's hard. I know it's one thing on a personal level, it is very hard to ask for help. I know me personally, like that's a struggle I've always had is like saying like, Oh, I, you, I need mm-hmm. help. Um, but on the business side, I think that, so yes, people still have that. It's hard to ask for help, but they might not always know the help they need. So if you could at least point out things that would help them or they don't even know existed, like, Oh, somebody could do this for me. <laughs> like, so then that will, you know, that, eases some of the objections. Like, I didn't even know to, what to ask for. Mm. But generally speaking, you're finding that people are kind of rocking in and saying, this is what I, this is, I need some help with this, or I'm, I'm a bit stuck with this versus you needing to convince people to getting some help with it. It is more, they don't know exactly what their problem is, but they'll say like, this is the pain mm-hmm. I'm in. This is the pain point I'm having. And, you know, mm-hmm. then I can, and then, then we can either explore like, you know, what are causing those pain? Cause I'm big at getting to the root cause of a problem. So even though they're like, mm-hmm. Oh, whatever this pain is that like, um, I have, I'm losing clients or I'm not, or they're, they're, they're like not getting booked, things like that. You know, it's okay. And then you work it back. Mm-hmm. Like you, like just the pain point, like not necessarily treating the symptom of what the pain mm-hmm. they're feeling, but getting to the root cause of what that pain is in their business and what is it. And then putting a solution or a problem or a you know process around that. Obviously you want to treat that, you know, if you can do something to stop the bleeding, so to say, like, you know, okay. Like some triage, <laughs> right? some triage. Exactly. Like, oh, okay. So <laughs> you have a bunch of clients or you had leads and they're not getting booked. Like, okay, let's, what are your leads? Let's, let's get a solution quick and fast for right now. And then at this, you know, we need to work on solving that problem long-term so that it stops mm-hmm. happening and that you don't mm-hmm. start bleeding again. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes this... you spend that time to get, just quick solve, get the, the symptoms taken care of. And if you never... But then the underlying issue is still right. there. Mm-hmm. And you're, you can support people with the triage and also like dealing with the, the wound so it stops bursting. Yes. And that's usually when I, when I start with a client, it is diving into the chaos. That is usually what it is. It's like, okay... You know, where, you know, what's, what's the chaos you got going on? And then, cause it's a lot of time, like, and just the way I've always worked with uh, issues or pro- solving, pro- problem solving is like, just dive in, tell me all the stuff, tell me all, where can I get the things, you know, so that I, cause a lot of times an outside perspective is really helpful. Like, cause I may just be like, oh, well, if you just did X, Y, and Z, it'd be done. But like you, mm-hmm. because you're so, we're so ingrained in our own business and we're so ingrained in our own lives, you don't always see actually what's there or what, you know, what a simple solution to it. So yeah, a lot of times the first like, you know, 30, 60, 90 days is here's all this chaos. We're trying to like find all the wounds, stop all the, (laughs) stop all the bleeding. And then once, you know, we've put the patches on it and I've gone through that with them of figuring out what it is, then I have a better sense of also how their business really works. Cause sometimes it's like, okay, what's your business? I don't even understand this. Let's, (laughs) but that's a way to learn it and a way that I can provide better solution or, you know, helpful solutions to them is because I'm in it, helping them solve those problems. And then this is what I think will work for the long term, And, you know, and then eventually, ease my way out because I would, you know, I get, get them, you know, healthy again, stable, I guess, since we're going on the life and death and breathing, breathing thing. And I would like, to, you know, step out, have them set up a team that they mm-hmm. can okay, like, you know, so you could have admin staff that are doing this, or you just need some kind of specialized person doing this. And then, you know, 
there they go. Because then they can just, then they're operating and they're running smoothly. And, you know, if everything, if you put procedures in place, you should have a way to deal with turnover and, you know, and how to onboard new staff and things like that. It's not simple and it's not quick, but, you know, like it, it helps in the law. I think that having somebody come in and do it is better than it never getting done or it only getting done when things crash and burn. (laughs) (laughs) So for someone who's on the battlefield now and recognizing that you could be a, (laughs) the right medical officer, um, is it for them to head over to the anxious adult? Yes. Yes. If they go over to the anxious adult it, and there's a link to my information on there, I'm also on LinkedIn as Liz Colts. Um, so I'd love to mm-hmm. connect with anybody that, you know, whether it's LinkedIn or through my website or Facebook, there's the anxious adult page as well. Um, yeah. We'll pop all the links, all of the links in the show. All the links. <laughs> all of the links, all of these, but guys do I'll- head over to anxious adult because I want to say that just because you're not in the throes of battle now doesn't mean that having a conversation with Liz and looking at where there's the potential for the bleeding doesn't make sense. Um, It's better to be prepared and look at these things in advance rather than need to call in emergency services, get your checkup. So I do suggest that you, uh, you contact Liz and have a conversation. Is there anything you want to leave with the folks before we uh, wrap things up today? Um, just make sure that, you know, where, whatever you're doing, whatever decisions you're making in your business, your personal life, that you're coming from a place of what is good and happy for you and what your definition of success is. You know, give mm-hmm. yourself that self-awareness check of, am I living up to somebody else's expectations or somebody else's dreams and not my own? Because I think that's where your true happiness comes in of when you really mm-hmm. start um, leading at, from your own sense of success and happiness and goals amazing well thank you so much guys do tune in next week if this episode has served you which i'm sure it has please do give us a rating or review do head over to the anxious adult.com or linkedin and facebook and, and and connect with liz and get a checkup until next time keep dreaming with your eyes open remember you can have, have an abundant joyful anxiety-free purpose-driven life bye for now thank you for joining us for this week's episode of the beyond success podcast we hope that it has been of service to you For more information and to stay up to date with the latest from Daniel Mangena, please head over to dreamwithdan.com. We'll see you for the next one.